The world is waking up, and you finding your way here today is no coincidence. The spirit world always has a way of guiding us where we most need to be at the absolute perfect time. I'm your host, Lindsay Morlock, and you're listening to The Guided Podcast, where we explore how the spirit world works on our behalf to guide us along our paths. This is where you'll learn how to live a life that is both conscious and connected, so you can supercharge your pathway to healing and open to life's magic and miracles. Come along this journey to see how guided you truly are. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another week of Guided. Given that Mother's Day is coming up, I wanted to extend my you're a superstar and don't you forget it wishes to all the moms out there. And I also thought we could spend some time today in this episode talking about the importance of mothering ourselves. I often feel like moms and honestly, anyone out there who has the responsibility of raising or working with children or even your fur babies for that matter, no matter who you might be, there is a role that you play as at times in mothering someone or something in your life. Now, some of you might find yourself mothering friends or family members. You might find yourself nurturing or tending to things in your life like plants or a garden. And no matter whether you are a mother in the traditional sense or not, everyone has some sort of experience with mothering. And I think it's safe to say at this point that you know by now, I tend to use my personal experiences as inspiration for what I'm going to talk about on the podcast each week. And this week it felt apropos to talk about the importance of mothering ourselves. Now, when I talk about mothering, I think of words like empathy, nurturing, compassion, soothing, gentleness, and kindness. And just because I associate all of these words with mothering doesn't mean that you had a mother that offered these things to you. And yet, feminine energy is one that we all embody to some degree. And I want to make a distinction here that feminine energy has absolutely nothing to do with gender identity, regardless of your gender and or how you identify, we all embody both masculine and feminine energies. And while I won't be diving into these energies in depth, it felt fitting this week to discuss feminine energy in relation to how we go about mothering ourselves. So for the last five weeks, I have been visiting my family and staying with my parents in my childhood home. And the entire time I've been here, my mother has been fussing over me. Is my bed comfortable enough? How are the pillows? You know, she wanted to make sure that I had all the foods that I liked and could actually eat. You know, she was making sure that I had the right setup in her office to be able to work in the way that felt comfortable to me. And growing up, my mom often put her own needs aside to attend to my needs and my sister's needs first. Now, my mother is also a big gift giver. So I was often nurtured with little surprises when I would return home from school or from a trip away from home or, you know, even today when I arrived in New Jersey after having been away for six months, I was greeted with a vase of baby daffodils with a cute little note conveying her excitement about my homecoming. So these are just a few examples of how my mom goes about showing her love to me. But when we see how our own mothers consider our needs, I also find myself reflecting on why it has been a challenge for me to think of myself and my own needs in that same way. And to circle back with something I said earlier, you know, my mom was fussing over, you know, whether my bed 
bed was comfortable. And the truth is that the pillows on my bed were actually totally uncomfortable. And despite my mom asking me about it, it took me four weeks before I finally shared that they were no good because I didn't want to make a big deal of it. Now, when I go to visit someone, right, if I go visit a friend or a family member, I rarely speak up if I have a food need. And this is a problem because I'm very sensitive to gluten. But I don't speak up because I never want to be a bother or an inconvenience to anyone if I have a certain need. So I just don't speak up even if the food I'm about to eat is about to make me feel uncomfortable or sick later. And this is a problem. I put everyone else's needs or comfort before my own. And I've spent the majority of my life until more recently pretending that I was so easygoing that I didn't even have any needs. And it's just not true, right? We all have needs. And I believe we deny ourselves those needs because some of us don't want to be perceived as needy. I know I sure didn't. But having needs doesn't make us needy. It makes us human. But the irony is that where we often want to deny our own needs, others often want to help us meet them. And so there's a real juxtaposition here. You know, when our mothers or the people in our lives who care deeply about us take far greater care of us than we take care of ourselves, we really need to look at that and understand why we're operating in that way. And it's a beautiful thing if we have people in our life who love us and care for us, but we also need to be looking at how we love and care for ourselves. And this is something that I've had to attune myself to bring conscious awareness to. It's my responsibility to care for and support myself emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually. It's my responsibility to understand and meet my own needs. And sure, that might mean that I need someone to help me to meet those needs from time to time, but having needs does not make any of us needy. And as we come into acceptance of that fact, and as we take responsibility for meeting our own needs, we are, in fact, mothering ourselves. But sometimes we have a hard time understanding what we need, no less meeting those needs. And I fell into this category myself. You know, it's a process to go from feeling like you don't have any needs or not wanting to have any needs to being able to recognize that you have needs, no less understand what that need really is. And then communicating that need to yourself or to others. That said, we can start to learn how to mother ourselves in these small ways first. So for example, when was the last time you bought yourself a sweet little surprise or bouquet of flowers just because you deserve to romance yourself? Do you cook yourself nourishing meals and fuel your body in nurturing ways? Do you take the time to honor your feelings and your emotions when you have them in the spirit of validating your experience and soothing yourself in the process just as your best friend would offer you. You know, we often do these things really well for others. I know I do, but for some reason, when it comes to turning the tables on ourselves and doing these things for us, some people seem to struggle with this more than others. Now, the reasons we struggle to do this or don't take or make the time to do this all stem from different places. For me, I never really felt worthy enough to offer these things to myself. So instead of helping myself, instead of prioritizing myself, I gave myself totally and completely to others. I spent time mothering everyone else because it gave me a sense of self-worth to do that. Now, there's nothing wrong with being a giving person, but giving to yourself is equally as important as giving to others. We can truly be of service to others when our own cups are full, but when we are giving to others from an empty cup, we're not really helping others and we're not helping ourselves. But we often make excuses for why we put ourselves last on that priority list. Generally, we 
find it boils down to simply being way too busy with everyone and everything else on our list to really put ourselves in the equation of it. But all this does is lead us to feeling more depleted and sometimes resentful in the process. I remember my own coach telling me at one point that if I was really putting myself first, I would be number one on my list and would be figuring out how to fit everything else in my life around me. And this was in big part related to my corporate job at the time around what I needed. But putting myself into the equation of my own life was such a foreign concept at that time, I couldn't even wrap my mind around what that could look like. But over time, as I've created shifts that have allowed me to take care of myself first, I've been learning the importance and the impact that mothering ourselves and prioritizing ourselves first and foremost truly has in our own life and how that ripples out to other people in really positive ways. Because when we mother ourselves, when we give to ourselves and allow ourselves to receive those gifts and that grace, when we create the space to love and to nurture and have compassion for ourselves and to forgive ourselves when we show up in ways that aren't self-honoring, we honestly have more to give to others, not less. We end up keeping our own cups full. And in the process, we then can model this behavior to others in our lives as well. And everyone benefits. So over the past several weeks, I've been moving through some big experiences around healing codependent patterns and relationships in my life. I've had to look at how I show up in all sorts of relationships. And I've even had to evaluate my dependency on material things and behavioral patterns. And while all of this is still a work in progress, and there's much for me to see and to learn and to heal within all of these things, what I'm learning to do more consistently throughout my evolution is to mother myself and hold that sacred space for myself in the process. Lots of feelings come up when you're moving through big changes. You know, sadness can accompany any kind of ending and fear is usually sidled right next to feelings of uncertainty or moving into unknown territory. Where I did show up for myself was holding space for myself, all of the feelings throughout the process. I processed my emotions, meaning I validated the emotions I felt. I breathed through the physical sensation of those emotions in my physical body, every single one of them, as opposed to meeting them with judgment, as I so often do. I soothed my inner children. I nurtured them, encouraged them, while helping them to see how powerful they are in creating the life they actually want to live, now that we no longer have to keep playing out dysfunctional patterns. So there were many levels and layers to the feelings that came up with all of the learning, but the revelations I experienced, even though some of those revelations were painful to see at times, they were necessary for my involvement. You know, there was no desire within me to hold on to the past or anything that's not serving me. But at the same time, I needed to forgive myself for what I had created and how disappointed I felt by what that actually translated to in reality. I had to surrender my attachment to the way I thought certain things in my life should look and accept what was right in front of me. And in doing Doing this, I was able to have enough compassion for myself and my process to support myself and nurture myself through the healing. And the consequences of all of this was fortification of my own ability to mother myself and really hold myself through the emotions. And when we do these kinds of things for ourselves, we no longer seek that validation or that approval outside of ourselves. So if you're someone who finds yourself looking to other people for validation, support, nurturing, it's 
it's not that it's bad. These are wonderful gifts to receive from others and we need that, right? And what I want you to see is that you looking for those things outside of yourself is simply calling for you to up your own game in offering these things for yourself as well. So this week, I'm going to encourage you to think about the ways that you love to be nurtured and comforted and validated and soothed, whether that came from a mother, a friend, or some other important person in your life. You know, heck, even your animal friends, right, offer us these things. So I know there is somewhere in your life where you are being mothered in ways that truly support you emotionally, physically, mentally, and spiritually. And now it's time to take that learning and offer yourself and your inner child or your inner children those very same gifts, those very same gifts. So as takeaways this week, I'd ask you to reflect on how you go about mothering yourself. Maybe you're accustomed to taking care of everyone else first, but when you're mothering yourself, are you putting yourself first or at least putting yourself into the equation of your own life? How are you making yourself a priority in your own life? How do you meet your feelings and your emotions? Are you meeting them with the validation and acknowledgement that they deserve so that your heart truly feels heard and understood? Are you able to offer yourself soothing words to help calm yourself, calm your inner child, and support your nervous system? How much empathy and compassion do you offer yourself? Are you judging what you're feeling and the experience you're having? Or are you meeting what you're feeling with acceptance and curiosity? Are you putting a ton of pressure on yourself to be or feel or do something differently? Or are you meeting yourself like you were your own best friend with kindness and gentleness, warmth and understanding? And last but certainly not not least, you know, can you offer yourself forgiveness for the things you've done or not done and have compassion and patience for where you are in your own learning and evolutionary process? All of these things, when we can really look at the different ways, big and small, that we can incorporate mothering ourselves into the equation, we really learn to hold ourselves in a much bigger way through all of the lessons and all of the emotions that get stirred up through life. So I hope this gives you some good ideas to ponder as you move through this week and are celebrating Mother's Day, whether you are a mother, celebrating a mother, or looking to support mothering yourself in all of those ways. And maybe give yourself permission to go out and romance yourself and get yourself a little treat, whether that is something sweet or something beautiful to look at um, and really honor yourself in the process. So until next time, I hope you find your own divine mother within and I'll look forward to chatting with you all next week. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to the guided podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be so grateful if you would share it with a friend or even leave me a review so we can ensure that it makes its way into the ears of listeners who need to hear these messages most. Until next time, may you remember how guided you truly are.